Welcome everyone, this is Nichelle Anderson and this is my podcast show, Surviving Your Journey to a Success. Welcome to my premiere show as I return back from my season 6, 2022 to 2023, where I'm focusing on definitely the work life, keeping that in balance, as well as your personal life and keeping that in balance, right? So today we start a brand new, new beginning of another podcast season year and i'm very excited to be returning back thank you so much for following me from my previous seasons and i'm looking forward to what's coming ahead i do have some good goodies or what have you that i want to roll out some good topics so i'm very excited speaking of topics today is going to be about why ceos (laughs) why ceos directors should micromanage for operational success and for the team around so we're talking about higher excellent type of power players and organizations and when they have to select their management teams and micromanage management doesn't really sound good over the years I and mean, people use that and you know that's like you don't do that but i realized that in some cases you do so that's what we're going to talk about how can you identify that and why it is important so Without further ado, I just want to thank everyone for still sticking with me all these years and um, motivating me that this is a good topic. It was brought about with my book, Corporate America, Surviving Your Journey to a Success, that got into the Essence Magazine as the Corporate Climber book. I need to write a follow-up with that, but you know, my schedule been busy. But nonetheless, and I thought after doing some tweets on Twitter and I got like a good response, for some people, I decided to do a podcast show six seasons ago and just to kind of elaborate on my treats. So another thing too, I'm on Twitter, so definitely follow me, Michelle Anderson. And that way I can elaborate on my treats of how I'm thinking about concepts about life, about how we survive and we should choose to have, you know, a happy life, mental peace and so forth. That's how I came about doing this podcast show which i do have another one it's a short story one the show anderson short stories and beyond check that out follow it and going forward it kind of helped me to also continue to work on you know issues that i dealt with over the years so this is very therapeutic for me it's very it touches my heart because i touch on topics that it's taboo people don't like to really talk about it you know i talk about forgiveness my perspective of it because when i was growing up i felt that i was what was presented to me was not really all the way the truth. It was, I just felt a different way about that. So that's a different topic. And I do have a series on forgiveness. And this year, looking at my schedule here, but it could change. I will be bringing back my series on forgiveness. So stay tuned to that. All right, we're going to move forward. And with that, we're going to go into my opening statement. And I always like to say a prayer. And that is, since I'm dealing with definitely some could be dealing with some wounds there or what have you and for those that's listening i want to send positive energy to you so in this day i am thankful to the prime creator of all things that i give thanks for this blessing and opportunity that i will use it for the greater good I welcome my survivors of the journey to my podcast show that aims to inspire and motivate that you will continue to have joyfulness in your heart this is 2022 we got to make it we got to make it work and peace of mind, and for your sustained success. Let's go ahead and get into this podcast. And my premiere, I want it to be something, not a wow factor, but something like, hey, I never heard that before. And to really talk about this subject where it's kind of taboo or it's not really often mentioned unless you go into a webinar or what have you. 
But I feel that it's important that a CEO or a director should micromanage, depending on the situation, for operational success and for team morale. We're going to get into that of why I'm feeling that way. Of course, it is not to say you need to do it all the time and all of that, but it's just to say that A, it's regarding where the manager that was hired by the CEO or the director is delivering communication on the same wavelength, meaning that they are following the director and what they're presenting in front of them is exactly what they were laying to the team, right? And to assure that important empathetic type approach and motivation is addressed to employees by the manager that was hired by the director and the CEO and it's in written form and verbally as well as in action and if not then the director and the C the director or CEO needs to get to the root of why their directive is not followed or they can really experience some constant drama issues confusion worse it's constantly you're fixing something right so that's a big indicator that it's an issue and to micromanage in a way that is not detrimental to the goal. My goal is to talk about today is how your managers can be encouraging and uplifting to their employees as you make sure by doing that checking point. As I like to say now, checking the weeds, you know, if there's any there, you need to get rid of it and tame that there. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I know that some managers can take power and run with it. So they're showing you one presentation in your face, like, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is, you know, this is how I'm going to manage it. And it all sounds wonderful, like a salesperson. They go on the floor or they go in on the other side of the room and they just do a complete 360 or they do it very sneaky in a way. So this is where you're reeling them in to be the prestige leader and you're showing them because you are. And I'm talking directly to a CEO and to a director now and you was born to be ruling over this particular area, department, um, at your organization. So what we're going to get into now is my segment that I like to focus on, which is breaking up in points, right? Main points is similar to it, like a takeaway that you can grab on and hold on to it and, and learn from it. So my important point number one is when it's done right, micromanagement can be productive and rewarding for everyone. And I want to kind of take away the term, the word um, micromanagement, because like I said, it got a bad term on I me. Mean, for years, I, well, I still don't like it. But in circumstances, what I'm about to, this, what I just mentioned earlier in the segment, how it comes about that it needs to be done. But micromanagement is really what I'm saying today is accountability. If it's done right and you actually implement it, you yourself implement it. Sometimes. With a CEO or director, they, they're so busy because their primary objective, no matter what industry, is that they have to make decisions. With decisions, you have to listen, you have to do research, where you have people do research and it comes back to you, and then you have to understand that. So it's a lot of grasping information to understand all of the blueprint, right? My wisdom point number two to that is that we are the optimal of leadership, that it must be willing to adjust or correct decisions in order to be able to manage those that you gave authority to have power right and to be able to remove stop or adjust whatever it takes to bring back the energy of good positive outcome for a balanced work environment 
I know that was a lot to chew on, but based on what I'm saying, my wisdom point is that the ultimate of leadership is your ability to be able to see that the manager that you hired to carry out your order, your directive, your vision, is not doing that. And sometimes it's hard because they're smiling on your face, they're doing all they need to do, but when they turn around, it's being clouded or corrupted, all right? And I wanted to say that word because it does happen. And that's where the difficulty would be for an employee to be able to report that or share that um, because the perception of the manager is different from what a CEO or director is seeing. So how can the CEO and the director be in position to not really have to rely on the employee that they know? To me, a prestige leader, they know they see it. So you want to be able to approach it where you can identify it and micromanage it or present it in an accountable way. Now, a quick example would be a lot of companies do that. They do like surveys and, you know, feedback and stuff like that. I really do feel that for the most part, they might say, yeah, you know, no one's going to see this, but somehow <laughs> colleagues of mine have come back, but I get an email when I don't complete the survey. So, you know, most people don't, it's not really honest <laughs> to show you all that. So you need your own type of tools to be able to identify, even though I'm saying micromanage, basically I'm saying accountability because micromanagement is a two lane street. They end up going in their own direction. So one of the lane, and I'm going to into my, um, another point reference of this discussion today is the negative way lane that is more restrictive and um, the managers they're very restrictive in how training should be how it should be learned how it should be adapted to grow so it's hard to really move anything forward you would know that something is like that where again earlier is constant issues it could be from training it could be by the time they on the floor you'll get feedback maybe to say that you know, we didn't get all this resources or enough time on it, but yet we are judged or audited and that might not have been covered. And you're getting that type of feedback. Well, really what was going on is that the manager that you hired in your face is saying, yeah, we're going to implement this, we're going to implement that. But when you get on the floor, it's a power play. Oh no, you're only going to have this or you're going to have this a certain amount of time. All right, so that's always a good indicator where those nuisance that happens uh, rolls into effect basically behind your back. <laughs> and then you're seeing the numbers. Then what a good, another good example would be that you're looking at the numbers or you're looking at the information of quality control or what have you, and it's not there. So there's always an indicator that it's some type of holes are happening, particularly if the numbers are low. And, and that could be in any type of data point that you're evaluating. Because if it's presented to you in one side of the face of your manager that this is a good idea, we should do this, we should do that, but then the numbers don't show, what's the problem? And sometimes you can be able to have like a one-on-one -on -one with the employee, but I'm trying today to put this more on the CEO or the director that you have to go into the weeds of what's going on in your organization, that there are a lot of customer complaints, there are a lot of internal complaints about working with different teams, where's the disconnect? And to me, a manager manage all of that so they can report back to the senior management, which is either a CEO or a director, okay? 
Now, in my book, In Corporate America, Surviving Your Journey to a Success, if you purchase my book, please leave a review on Amazon and, and or another bookstore, but definitely Amazon. And I wrote role plays in my book. And now, you know, by doing, you know, film directing and all of that, I wanted to assure, this was before I got into film, I wanted to assure that the reader got what I felt was the way to be accountable and how it should play out because it could be very political in corporate America. Like I said, there's always a way to convey, it's just the way you say it, right? And managers, for the most part, want to manage, but sometimes, like I said earlier, they can manage in a way that is not really productive or following what they presented to a CEO or director, what they actually gonna do. Right. This is part of in my book where I wanted to highlight that difference of communication, relaying information and the order would be. So this negative path of micromanagement can go like this. So it was three hours before the report was due to report to Dave and Sarah was already almost done, but he wanted to add some more graphs. Dave had emailed her several times, Sarah. In the last 30 minutes, called her two times and even asked a few co-workers to go intervene to help. Yet each time, Sarah aiming to remain calm as she always delivered her special projects on time. So she said she will have it done by the time frame indicated for the project. But that time arrived and Sarah actually did submit the report. She was thrilled but felt not appreciative that it could actually get done. So she was thrilled but felt that she wasn't appreciative that she could actually get it done. Also, when entering Dave's office to report that the work was completed, she handed to him, of course, and he went through the report and looked for anything not suitable. Now, this can't be right. Hmm, let me check this, was what basically was saying. And then he said, you know what? Let me look over this and have Jill put in some data that I thought would be nice earlier while he was working on it. And we would talk and discuss later. Perhaps I will also have Todd to join your project. Maybe he can help and maybe change some things around. Okay, so what's wrong with that synopsis right there, that scene? If we really look at the opportunity to give another the chance to see what they can do without interference, especially if there was no prior evidence of, of the, any work behavior showing constant need of oversight was not warranted for the micromanagement that we just saw. So apart from leadership is that prestige leadership is where you you want to grow others and you guide them so they can be able to have their own experience and making their own decisions, right? And by giving them that and they prove to you already that they can do that, they can, they can coordinate, they can organize and it come to in that reality, then that's where you want to go by letting them do that. When you restrict that and you're adding into it, it's really yours and not theirs, so they're not learning. And that's where a CEO and a director can come into the red zone by the not so good way of micromanagement, right? Person showed that she was accountable and she got it done. Now, let's take a look of micromanagement or accountability where it does work and it can work, okay? So, because it's like it's when you're seeing errors of major concern, you want to get in there, you have to fix it and take that stress and burden off the employee that's experiencing it. So the role plays that the CEO or director sees a promise of an employee as they act professional, they're eager to lead, help, knowledge, basically showing one side of their face. But when 
people get position of authority, it doesn't mean they're going to use it righteously. They can use it wrongly. I want you to remember that what I just said. People that is given of authority to manage, of a manager, you have some that will use it honorably, humbly, and then you have some that will use that not humbly and mean, bully. Some are very sneaky with it. And you have to be able to determine if that's the person. So it's basically two interviews. The first interview is in your face and they did this, they do everything like that, and they seem like great, they're knowledgeable, da da da. But the second interview is really a silent interview. That's the accountability to see that the communication is exactly how they present it to you, that they are motivating and encouraging, and you will watch how they, they write their emails. You just follow everything that they're accountable and they're delivering the message that you want because power can corrupt. And any ample person that shows corruptness is not a team, it's not part of the team, and they can be two-faced. It's, it's, it can happen all the time, no matter how the position presented itself or what have you. It's just like being drunk over their authority, even though they're just a manager, but it goes to their head. And then they use that to abuse employees right and here are some scenes so beth let's talk about this so this particular scene is where beth has smiled to senior management and nodded in as her way of communicating she was very attentive and she did everything on time this is all in their face found that directive at least you know that's what she reported back and in one particular meeting she did but then she got up from their meeting and went to her team on another floor and completely changed it in a way. When employees asked for time off, there was no flexibility. When the questions was asked, she stayed busy and not available. And worse, when at team meetings, her energy was so toxic, a lot of employees left to go home feeling low morale. At senior meetings, the happy face manager did all the check marks and the professional team player and the people, you know, Oh, she's not, she knows what's going on and everything. She was just a master of facating um, her facial expression of really what she became to be. The power just went to her head, okay? So even all that happened, there was still a turnover rate or issues regarding lackluster decision-making that always was an issue that a senior manager had to come and explain and keep you know employees you know in the loop and that everything was going to be all right. They was going to fix it. And they'll go back to do whatever and then the cycle will repeat itself with those issues in the department. What's wrong with this? A huge flag is that if the CEO or director can identify and catch it, remember most of the times these are narcissistic people, meaning they, they adapt to whatever's going on to be able to get what they want. This is real, this is raw what I'm talking about, but it happens. And they're in disguise and to the higher level of management to be able to get what they need, which is access and of course power. And you have to be keen to the vibration of your company and the vision and that people is your brand, employees is your brand. Sometimes it gets hard to discern what's going on, but when there's issues or I don't care, it could be tech issues, it could be stuff that's just always something going on. This something is out of the way. It's the wrong energy that's going on. And you have to identify that. Another way you could, of course, you can always ask, you can have one-on-one -on -one with everybody, have an open door policy, but some people just not all that courageous to speak up. So you have to do a way that you're finding out. Now I know we have, or people have like this survey thing and they'll say, well, anomalous, da da da. Most people don't believe that it is. So it gotta be a way where 
you're actually doing the check and balance is old school and understanding what's going on and asking about it and understanding if it's actually going to be beneficial for everybody. I think if you put, is this diversified? How many is this? How many that? That's to me is the closest way you can get to any type of rollout plan, any type of thing that's going on in the department, anything like that to really know if your manager is following your order in the sense of your directive of how you should move forward. Now, I do offer consultation services. You can call me at info in the show, You can talk about it and get some insight. Okay, so just to kind of recap, micromanagement in that example is very, very important and it has to be there, basic accountability. So you're looking for anything of work ethic. Bullying is too in a workplace. I need to do a separate podcast for that. To be very, very sneaky in a sense of how it implements, particularly with someone with power or have access to data, access to an employee's files and so forth. And you have to create an environment where not only the employee can feel comfortable going to senior management about something, but most of them don't because of that's just high risk or what have you. But it needs to be in play where you can be able to check and see that decision makings, the emails out to employees, the statements are always in a good way, maybe mandatory. Everybody's CC'd on it, I'm not sure. But you kind of have to come up with an idea that would drive the onset that something not right and you need to do something about it all right so statements are very good to see if any type of statement is made within the vision of the company and if not then that's when you have to adjust that that's the big sign let's go and talk about the first path again i just want to make sure i reiterate that that the negative way is very limiting and restricting and all choices are still staying with the ceo or director and if you move from that you can get to the good part the good part of accountability is where you are observing, monitoring, and you have these ways in place. We can come, they come up with so many tools to monitor employees as this, but we need to come up with tools to monitor management, right? And when we do that, we become more proactive and restrict all that confusion, okay? Micromanagement is a way where if it's done right, it's basically accountability and responsibility, as well as to measure your selection of your manager that is on point and is following the vision. You know, you want to just kind of see if they're in alignment to what they agreed to be with power, okay? You know, most power is CEO or director, but nonetheless power. So your task to dust to dawn is on the situation by saying, I know you might feel it's needed, but let my leadership of years show you this is how you do it. And this is part of where it's accountability. Maybe it's not toxic and not abusing employees, but they're just kind of off the rack. You just kind of want to show them. You see that statement like that, it's a win. Number two, you want to also kind of correlate of how you can assist not by looking like you're a micromanager where you don't need to be, but just say, you know, I can assist one, two, three things and you would take on four, five, and six. That way you're guiding them as well as showing them. And then if they mess up, you can be there. Let's say that you're giving it all to them. You can at least say that, you know, on this part and this part, I just want to do a checkpoint. And that can help them to know that they can earn your trust and you're just basically there to offer any additional things or to check on that, right? Meet up with employees. I know we said that earlier that we want to kind of like kind of come up with some other areas, but it still go back to old school. When you do that with subordinates, you never know what you would get. You can hold a focus group or you could just have a one-on-one lunch or five people lunch and it's just between you and them. That's how you could get under the score to find out what's really going on. 
So your motivational takeaway is that you want to be transparent in your leadership style and brand that can help to account for your sudden, you know, involvement or how it's going along because you got to get into the weeds. You got to do some research. You got to be able to get into that. What's going on? What's this and that before and after? So that can present positively for your organization going forward. And we want to learn that sometimes what's presented in the face of a CEO and a manager is just for show. And, but actually they turn around and they two-face it and they ruin your teamwork environment. You have a high turnover. You know you ain't doing it because you know you're on point. It's the managers. <laughs> if you have employees crying because there's an implement process that's in play that demeans them, and you know, well, this was presented to me like this, it's management. With all of that into that, leadership and management is all about the goodness results of the decision making that brings everybody together. That's accountability, that's oversight, that's vital for your success of prestige leadership. On top of that, we choose to claim our leadership, then we must choose to do the right thing and make sure that the management we put in place with this power that we designate is following through for the goodness of the team and the department. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today for my podcast show. And share this if you love it. I'll talk to you in the next one.